What's up, everybody? It's Trustworthy Avenging Ben popping in to give you a very special holiday message. Well, it's that special time of year where you gotta start shilling out all your hard-earned money buying presents for a bunch of assholes that you don't even like. Why not get them something actually good this year? Like some G-A-W-P t-shirts from our T Public Store. That's right, right now you can go and get yourself a Whole Milk Mike shirt, a Ray Raimundo t-shirt, a Matt the Minkus, I mean Matt the Cough, Matt the Daddy Coughler t-shirt, and of course you can get an Avenging Ben t-shirt too. We have a whole bunch of designs in stock. We have the classic G-A-W-P logo, the current G-A-W-P logo, and the G-A-W-P N-W-O tribute logo. We both have classic and Wolfpack. We have a whole bunch of stuff on sale for you guys. We hope you'll pick something up and maybe give someone to the special wrestling fan in your life this holiday season. This is once again Avenging Ben reminding you to join the madness and happy holidays. Come to the Capitol on December 29th in Hoboken for our biggest event yet, World War IV. Don't miss Ken Dixon versus John Kerman in a Capitol Championship match, a five-way number one contenders match for the Capitol Wrestling Championship, a Pocky Chip death match, and of course, in a match that will shape the future of Capitol Wrestling, it's time to push the button as World War IV comes to Hoboken. Get your tickets now at tinyurl.com slash capital WW4. What's up, what's up, what's up, GAWP Nation? We are back once again for a special holiday edition of the GAWP. It's your boy, Avenging Ben, and with me as always, it's my partner in crime. I talked over you there, buddy. Can you repeat that? Back from the dead, and it is, feels so good. And, oh, it seems we're by ourselves this week. Yes. Ain't that? Do you want to explain? Uh, we felt, considering everything that was going on, uh, and given we were in the Christmas uh, Christmas spirit, we decided to give the law a week off. And uh, let's just say I don't think he quite knows about this, but honestly... Yeah, he'll probably find out by tonight. He'll find out by tonight anyway. So, regardless, it is the holidays. We are busy as hell. I'm actually going to be on a bus to Philly to visit... Uh, Mama Avenger in a, a little bit, and uh, that's <laughs> that's not a real name, but still. But yeah, holidays are upon us, and oh my, so much to get done, including a brand new episode. But just because it's the holidays, that doesn't mean that wrestling news takes a break. Far the opposite. Before we get into that, Mike, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing really good, Ben. Uh, as far as uh, my week, it's actually been really interesting uh, work-wise and also uh, personal. Uh, just hoping, I'm, I'm actually hoping that the holidays go by fast and we start off the New Year's like, going strong. Yep, big time. I just finished my final of my my final of my final exams today and it t- literally took me 10 minutes to finish it. Awesome. Yeah, I was just like, boom, boom, done, out of there, fuck you, bye, good night. So you're done for the semester? I, Avenging Ben, is done for the semester. It's time to vacation. 
sweet Jesus, uh, that was an ordeal. But I thank God I'm done, and it was, whew, it's been a semester. But I am done, and it is time to talk about the weird and wild news that came out of the wrestling world this week. Mike, the first story we got tonight is, of course, the results of ROH Final Battle. Mike, what did you think of the show overall, and what did you think of the main event? Uh, I thought the show was very solid. Uh, going into this with a, a semi-weak card, I would say, compared to the other uh, final battles. But I think the main event delivered in what it was supposed to do. And I think the shocking... I, I, the one thing that everybody's talking about is the fact that Cody changed his hair color. Yeah, that really but, is. But, but I look at it more of like he's like paying tribute to his father, but you, you say, say he's like, he's you like say paying drugs tri- or some shit. You say paying tribute. I say out of his sco- Cody Rhodes is out of his goddamn mind, and I don't think anybody realizes this. I can't confirm this. I've heard no rumors of such, but this is my own per. This is Avenging Ben's conspiracy corner. I think Cody Rhodes is on so much cocaine; it's insane right now. If you've ever seen Cody in like an interview or something, like or like when he's like really jacked up, he's like got those really big, wide cocaine eyes, those big fucking like wide surprised cat eyes, and it's like this dude is snorting something, and I am not, and I cannot convince me otherwise. Plus the hair, the fur coat, all of it, the dude is like crazy living the rich life, and it's starting to show. Like he. He's kind of, I, I, I am fully convinced, like, his dad's spirit has just come down and possessed him. It's kind of crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just chalking it up to maybe he had a little too much caffeine, or he's having too much caffeine before his wrestling matches, or he's just very energetic. Maybe. I'd, I'd like to think so, but, but of course, um, the biggest news coming out of Final Battle is not Cody Rhodes' hair. It's that we have a new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Isn't that right, Mike? About time. About time. Take us through, Mike. Who walked away with the brand new belt this past weekend? Well, I said it uh, last week on the episode 58, I believe it was. Uh-huh. This is 59 right now. And I also said on the live stream, what I did, what I did with Ray Ramundo, uh, I said that Dalton Castle needs to win this if, he, if they're going to push him as the uh, star in the face of Ring of Honor. And they actually went in that direction. They gave Dalton Castle the win and the new ROH championship belt. Which, by the way, doesn't look bad when you saw it on the pay per view. It was just uh-huh. that one video. It looked you couldn't bit you could barely see it. The lighting in but, that video was horrendous, but the belt looks fine. Right, it's actually uh, it's actually like much bigger than the old title, I believe it is. But congratulations to Dalton Castle, and hopefully he doesn't hold it for a month like Kyle O'Reilly did last year. Oh boy. And and hopefully Dalton Castle has a lengthy title ring with this, and hopefully he can help Ring of Honor get back to where it used to be and maybe finally stop being called like an indie show and actually be a solid number two behind WWE here in the States. That's what I'm hoping because it's like been it's been in the gutter for a while now. Ever since like NXT like raided all of their talent exactly. like this past year. Right. Like they have Rod- been Roger in- Strong, Cole, O'Reilly, Fish. Next is Lethal and also these other names that just got recently announced. Speaking of, perfect segue, let's move on to the other little chestnut of news we got this week. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, but we have some news this week for regarding some NXT. Don't put my chestnuts on an open fire, Ben. God damn it. Is that what Bobby did in the asylum? I need those chestnuts. Continue. (laughs) 
Doesn't we have some rumors? We heard it through the grapevine. Heard it through the grapevine. We have three potential NXT call-ups, two of which in a tag team: War Machine, Warbeard Hansen, and fuck me, what's his other name? Raymond Rowe. Raymond Rowe is the one I always forget. Unfortunately, his name should be the easiest to remember. But yes, uh, Warbeard Hansen and Raymond Rowe, War Machine, are uh, their ROH contracts are about to expire. They have made no indication that they are going to re-sign. They've been touring the Indies very recently, and it seems as though uh, the big burly bearded bastards of ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling are going to be called up rather soon. And if you forget, uh, Warbeard Hansen was, I believe, the 2013 uh, ROH top prospect the year before, I think, Donovan Dijak won, I think. I, I believe you're right. And Raymond so, Rowe, I actually don't I'm, know much about. Gonna, yeah, I don't know how Raymond Rowe got into Ring of Honor, but I think once like they paired them up together, the team automatically gelled and worked together because you got Rowe, who's the powerhouse, and so is Hanson. But Hanson could do springboards, he could do insigary kicks. This, this, this is scary. For like a 200 plus pounder doing all that shit. Doing all this shit, man. But yeah, like War Machine. But, needless to say, this is a very good get for any roster. I do have a little bit of worry for um, the authors. They already of, have the versions of them on the main they roster. They already have the Bludgeon Brothers on the main roster. Which is basically roster, War Machine. Which is basically kind of War Machine. So I'm like, if War Machine gets called up to NXT or gets shotgunned to the main roster like after six months, what's going to happen to the Bludgeon Brothers? I hope. Maybe they just let them be themselves, but I don't know. Still, uh, yes, War Machine, uh, Raymond Rowe, Warbeard Hansen, good guests for NXT if they come on up. I'd love to see them. But they're not the only person that is rumored to be coming up. Uh, New Japan star, former PWG star, indie journeyman, and former Lucha Underground champion known as Prince Puma, the man known as Ricochet, you may know him as King Ricochet, is rumored to be coming to NXT, and as someone who is deathly afraid of all of those uh, Impact rumors, thank fucking God, if you don't know, Ricochet has been all over. We'd have the, we've had the pleasure of seeing him live at House of Glory a couple of times against Anthony Gangone, and very recently... You can hear his voice in our intro song. You can hear, isn't he? he? Well, the intro song we use when, when it's not the holidays, but yeah, we got a drop yeah. from him, and... Yeah, it's uh, this is uh, it to me. It's just like like you said with Dalton Castle winning the title. It's about damn time because like, uh, I I think the dude is mad talented, and I honestly think if they book him correctly, he could be he could probably be the next Rey Mysterio. Like just that level of like widespread appeal. Like the amount of shit that this dude can do in the ring is like jaw dropping. What do you think? Uh, it's also funny too when mentioning that this just uh, now because I think for the last two years, including this year and last year, his name has been rumored to be coming to WWE so many times, and I think this is like the I think this time it's for real. And as far as like these guys, Ricochet, let's talk about Ricochet uh, individually. Uh, really great wrestler, known more for his high flying ability and. I think his promo ability is it's it's okay, but nothing too spectacular. But as far as Ricochet and War Machine coming in, uh, I think they're gonna try and sign them before Mania, and hopefully they'll debut afterwards. But we'll have to wait and see. What what, what do you think the timetable is for them coming? Like in? honestly, War Machine, you can kind of do 
whenever you want because like there's not as much as I think they're a good get let's face it War Machine aren't exactly on everybody's like dudes I want immediately in NXT but like Ricochet is so I'd say you save Ricochet as like the special surprise opponent for somebody at like NXT New Orleans this year like that's where you debut him in War Machine I say you bring them up as the authors of pain are heading out, like when the when it's when the time finally comes to send the authors of pain up to SmackDown or Raw, and you know that's coming like early 2018. Right, that's gonna be like next month. It's probably gonna be very very soon. Like that's what you want to do. Like you replace your big Haas tag team with another big Haas tag team. Like that's what you need to fill that void. So War Machine would fit that perfectly. Couldn't be better timing. So I'd say. Like, Ricochet, you give the proper build to War Machine, you can just kind of do it whenever you want. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I I, got, I agree with you 100%. If they do sign him before WrestleMania, he could be one of those special attractions for their TakeOver New Orleans show. Be like, we'll get to see the in-ring debut of Ricochet. Or he could be one of those surprise gets uh, before the main event, like, sits in the front row and then, like, the announcers be like, wait, is that who I think it is, and then the fans are like, oh my god, it's Ricochet. It's Flippy then, Dick from Insert Promotion Here. What's he doing here? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Ricochet and War Machine come in. I'm still waiting for Dijak's debut. That hasn't That's, happened yet. I know. He's been signed since August, and also uh, now that, um, I think we mentioned this last week on the show, uh, we thought it was Spud that was coming soon, but no, it's actually Shayna Baszler, so... A lot of new faces coming into NXT for uh, 2018. You think she's going to be in the... Honestly, do you want to talk about the female Rumble now, since you mentioned her, and who is presum- her friend who might presumably be in that match? Uh, we'll save that for later on. Let's uh, get to the other news first. All right. You, we're talking... I don't feel like jumping back and forth. Let's get to indie news or other stuff. This first. is we'll one I know that you're very interested in. By the way, if you're interested in diving in deeper any of the stories we discussed and actively discussing with us, you can always go to the GAWP Facebook page at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, and you can always check out the full articles we post there. Engage yes. with us in the comments section. Send us your own links for news stories. Maybe there's something we missed this week that you want us to cover. By all means, send us it on, send it to us on Twitter. Yes, exactly. But another big piece of news this week that you brought to my attention was the rumored five or six guys and gals that will be, excuse me, the rumored uh, five or six guys and gals that will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year around WrestleMania time. Mike, take us through. Who who do they got? So the rumored list, uh, so far it's only five um, characters or whatever, whatever you want to call them, five inductees. Uh, the headliner for this year is supposedly going to be Bill Goldberg. Uh, the other uh, four, yeah, four, no, yeah, four. Uh, it will be the Dudley Boys, Bam Bam Bigelow, mm-hmm. Ivory, mm-hmm. and in the celebrity wing, Kid Rock. Fuck now, let's you. Go, well, let's go by this one by one. Goldberg, yes, if yes. he's going to be the headliner, definitely. I think, uh, if I think other names were rumored to be The Undertaker, but if he is going to do something again, I heard maybe, I heard the Dudley Boys in the rumor in the rumor mill. Is that correct? Well, yeah, and also the Dudley Boys deserve it at this point because oh. recently because Bully Ray retired and Devon's been. That retired. is the other big piece of news coming out of ROH Final Battle we didn't talk about. It, this isn't like the fake one he did. A month or so yeah, this, ago. This, this is, is for realsies. He took his boots off, left him in the ring, he got a final applause from Tommy Dreamer, the Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley is finally 
hanging up his tights, and he is presumably stepping away from wrestling for good. So I think with him and Devon both officially being retired, I think it's about time for the Dudleys to take their spot. Who inducts them if probably, they are? I would say probably like a group of... Ham- they could go like a lot of ways with Hammond, this. Could- I'd say either Paul Heyman or the Hardys. One of those. I was, think, I was thinking Hardy's and Edge and Christian. That would make a or, lot of sense. Or maybe they're going to have like Tommy Dreamer do it. Like, why not? Maybe. Or Taz. Like, I'm saying, like, a, I, don't, see, I, don't know, I don't know how Taz's relationship with WWE is. But Dudley Boy is well-deserved. Goldberg, well-deserved. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, yes. One of the most underrated talents from the early 90s. One of the best underrated big men of all damn time. Like That dude just did everything. But, like, honestly, I got to tell you... It's twenty. It is twenty seventeen. The dude has been vying for it for like years now. We've wanted it. He wants it. The people want it. Where the fuck is Vader in all of these rumors? I, I don't know. It's like you either pick one or you, and you don't have the other. That's kind of most the of these other here. people aren't in danger of dying. Although in good news, he did recently say on social media that his health has improved. So right. more more of an imperative than ever to put him in, I guess. Yeah, and also I hate to say this, but it's kind of factual. But every year they need to have at least one person that's no longer with us to put in the Hall of Fame, and I guess this year it's going to be Bam Bam. But um, Bam Bam, if you look back his career, he's done it all. He's been he wrestled for WWF, WCW, and ECW, and he also main evented WrestleMania 11 with Lawrence Taylor. Not one of the best WrestleMania main events, but it was but, a main uh, event nonetheless. But a main event nonetheless. But a main event on WrestleMania 11. Wow. That was a bad uh, one. The oh. female inductee, Ivory. Uh, do you have any I remember watching her back when I was a little kid. She was always... She was a little bit before my time, man. Like, I know of her. I've seen her right. stuff. She's good. I Didn't she get her start on GLOW? Yes, she did. She did get her start on Glow. That's pretty cool, actually. So She got her start on Glow, and then she got brought in uh, around the Attitude Era. And she's also said this in interviews, too, that she, all she wanted to be was a wrestler. She didn't want to be a model. She didn't want to be a fake-titted bimbo. She just wanted to go out there and perform. And basically, that's what they let her do. She had, she had the women's title for uh, a couple times. And then her famous uh, role was in The Right to Censor. Oh, and yeah, what, I rem- now I remember it. They were right to censor, man. What an underrated gimmick. I love that shit. The funny thing is, when you look back on it, it was only done to make fun of the PCA, uh-huh. who, was up, who, who was up the WWE's ass at the time. It was kind of genius. Yeah, and Ivory made it work. She had a WrestleMania match uh, for it. Uh, and also, uh, like I said before, she did shoot interviews saying that she was like kind of like a mother figure in the back. And, like, she would always flirt with the guys, which is actually really funny because, yeah. like, she would tell stories about how she wanted to flirt with, like, like Brock Lesnar, oh. The Rock, John Cena. Oh, God. But she always, like, second-guessed herself and, like, she kind of kicks herself now. So it's actually funny. She actually deserves it because uh, when you think of female uh, Hall of Fame inductees, it's starting to become a, a, a few. Like, even last year, they had to put Beth Phoenix in. Like that was random. I like Beth Phoenix, but like if I, if you put it up to me, like if I could think of about like a dozen other famous female wrestlers, WWF, WCW, ECW, or otherwise that could fill that spot, other than Beth Phoenix. Quite honestly, I knew a lot of people were 
people are campaigning hard for China, another one that I feel deserves it way more than others. Right, but the, the big, but with all the backstage politics, we know why certain people aren't in. Well, the but, thing um, is, what always kept China out of the Hall of Fame was just like they knew they couldn't trust her with a live mic in her hand for more than like five minutes. So, yeah. like, well, also, sadly, that's no long- bullshit reason is that we don't want people looking her up and then finding what they you find. Don't, but you don't want people looking up your best friend X-Pac or Gangrel or any other person. It's a bullshit reason. <laughs> it's a bit, bit, that the, re- that's, the reason is, the real reason is because it's because of Stephanie. Stephanie doesn't want her in, so we're not going to put her in. But we're not going to go too much in that. But the celebrity wing, which... Ben's reaction could just tell you how he felt about this. Kid Rock. Now, as as far as what he's done in the wrestling business, he's done a couple theme songs. He did The Undertaker's First American Badass song. (laughs) Uh, He performed at WrestleMania 25, I think. Yeah, and the most... If you listen to the uh, song without the cursing, it's the most ludicrous song on God's green earth. It, he it's, was in Joe. He was in Joe Dirt. Yeah, uh, Ben. Don't worry. Next year, full rider. Don't worry. <laughs> it's ten degrees outside. <laughs> Kid Rock. Fuck. Lemme, okay, so you, it's obviously don't. It's obviously you don't like the celebrity wing. Does Lemmy from uh, Motorhead belong? Oh, God, absolutely. Listen, I'm not against the celebrity wing in the WWE Hall of Fame. Far fucking from it. I think there are some genuine celebrities that deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame who have contributed a lot of shit. For, like, a good example, Lemmy. Dude dude sang dude, Triple H's theme song for years. Like, him and Triple H were tight as hell, man. Triple H spoke at his funeral. Lemmy makes a, a crazy amount of sense to me. Uh, over like a guy like Snoop Dogg. Oh God! Well, Snoop. Honestly, I, I'm okay with Snoop because it's. It, it, come on, dude. It's S N. It's S N O P double O P D O double G. Man, it's Snoop. You got to put him in there. I'm just telling you. Wait till next year. Floor rider. <laughs> it's a coming. You know it. <laughs> it's a coming. It's a coming. Get ready for the cold embrace of winter because it's a coming. <laughs> so, as far as these people. Like we said before, these these are the rumor names, but when you look at it, it's highly likely it's going to be these uh, six and also maybe like two or three more. Is there anybody in this li- that wasn't that isn't in the rumor mill right now that you personally would like to see in the Hall of Fame? Oh uh, God, there's a, there's a lot, but I'm always I'm always sticking up a case for uh, Owen Hart. To make mm-hmm. it in the Hall of Fame. There's a reason that's never going to happen, but we all kind of want it to. Right. Uh, I, think, I think before it was like Rick Rude, but he made it in last year, which I was really happy about. Good for him uh, on that one. Thing is, like, there's so many people that have been in the wrestling business, like dead and alive, that you have to like, go through everybody to be like, oh, like, he had, what kind of career did he have? He Because it's not just WWE, it's the, your entire body of work. So, like, maybe around WrestleMania time, because they're obviously going to announce somebody before the Rumble, or maybe on that 25th anniversary of Raw, on on that show, they're probably going to announce the headliner with the first inductee. Big so, time. We'll, we'll see where they're going to go with this, but, um, yeah, as far as th- these six, I'm fine with it at the moment. 
until like something changes and either like another name gets released or no, yeah, like another name gets like rumored. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Most definitely, it is going to be. It is going to be a very interesting time. WrestleMania season right around the corner. But again, before we get into all the big WWE news this week, let's get into one final little bit of the wrestling news. Follow up, a follow up to our story from last week. If you don't know, Rich Swan was arrested last week, cruiserweight star in w, in the cruiserweight division on Two Hundred Five Live. Wrong. I'm a cruiserweight star. Is like. <laughs> a loose term. A cruiserweight yeah. star in air quotes. What, what was he a star of? 205 Live, that thing nobody watches. Yeah, speaking of 205 Live, the fact that their house shows are doing shit poor and they have to add Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt to the main events of each show. That 205 Live? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, which one? Yeah, um, so the story going on here is that him and his girlfriend... Uh, Slash wife. His wa- my mistake, his wife, my mistake, uh, who we actually saw this past weekend at an indie show, funny enough. Yes, and she actually looked really fine. Like, nothing, it, it looked like it, nothing was bothering her. She just looked like her she just seemed happy to be, She just seemed happy to be there, so good for her. But quite honestly, this, the story is they have reconciled, they have made up, and she's going to stay with him. Um, a lot of people I saw, especially on our Facebook page, were kind of being very hostile towards her. It's sort of the Rihanna Chris Brown situation where they're they're willing to give this girl her their her, their support only when she's like willing to leave them. But if she herself makes a conscious choice to stay, she's suddenly part of the problem. I've always kind of been in two minds about that. I don't like it when someone is abused and goes back to a person, but it is ultimately their choice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, honestly though the dude uh, I've heard from other people I believe Tyler said this last week the dude strikes me as a guy who probably enjoyed smoking weed a little bit honestly when like when, <laughs> yeah, when he, you're on he the kind of has that face he kind of has like that vibe to him kind of chill kind of laid back like and when you're on the indies you're allowed to get away with that shit a little bit more but like when you get to WWE, obviously you can't. So it may have been. Him. Have you seen the picture of Ginger's nipple? Have you? Oh my god! Let's finish this story, then we'll get into that one. But bonus story. Here's a bonus story for you. We'll get to that in a minute. But honestly, what what are your thoughts on this whole on her going back to him thing? Do you do you, do you understand why? Um, yeah. Do you agree with it? Whatever. Uh, I'm fine with it at the moment. I'm fine with it because I feel like. This is Rich Swan's only offense. Like, I don't think he's done anything else in the past except for this incident. So, as far as it's Sue Young uh, dropping the charges, it's fine. It's what it's what she wants to do. If she doesn't want to drag this out even more and cause emotional distress on her part and his part. That's that's her decision. Now, I'm fine with it at the. I guess I'm like I'm saying before at the moment. But if there's something else that breaks during the next couple of weeks, then I'll have like a really strong opinion about this. But at, at the moment, charges are not being um, taken in, and Rich Wand is still suspended indefinitely. So now maybe with the charges dropped, he might be coming back to TV soon. We'll have to wait and see on that. Because I'd I, give it, it, I'd give it at least until 2018 rolls around. I'd give it at least right, right. Because WWE wants to stay away from this shit as much as possible. But now, with the charges being dropped, now they have to be like, okay, what do we do now? 
do we bring him back right away or do we wait him out and like 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 you said 2018 maybe after the rumble mm-hmm. so after what do you think if you're asking me honestly like the dude is not like he, he, didn't do he doesn't some, seem violent. He doesn't seem like a particularly violent guy who would be a harm to anybody. So I would advise, like me, I wouldn't fire him, and I would probably bring him back into the first quarter of 2018. Would probably be the best time to bring him back on, in my opinion, because like this is still kind of raw. That would be my that'd be my best option, honestly, to bring him back in early 2018. Do you agree? Yeah, that's a fair opinion. Because as soon as he comes back, I don't see them giving him a push. I'm expecting him to job, 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 and make up for all this shit that they put the he put the company through. Yeah, same. I agree. So that pretty much does it for the Rich Swan update. Still an ever uh, evolving uh, stories. So we will definitely get back to you at this one when we have something to talk yeah. about for the time being get a brief update but let's finally get into the big news this week let's get into raw and smackdown wait before we do let's talk about the bonus story we have a little gwb bonus story we want to talk about this week uh mike take us through this one okay so i'm scrolling through facebook looking for news articles uh what we can share and what we can uh discuss on the show and I see this picture of the AJ Styles Jinder Mahal match from Night of Champions, but uh, Clash of Champions, my mistake. And if you want our thoughts on it, go on our Facebook page. We did a about a over thirty minute uh, review talking about it. It'll be hopefully on our YouTube channel soon. So look at that. But the, the photo is like Jinder Mahal in like a headlock with AJ, and they circled around Jinder's nipple, and I'm like, okay, what? Why? And it's a giant bump. It looks like a fucking pimple. Boil. It, it, like a boil. I'm just... I don't even know if this is real, if this is fake. But it got a lot of people talking. Because once this photo was circulating, everybody had to look back at the pay-per-view and watch the match again to see if they could find it. But I'll, I'll tell you this. On Tuesday, when Ginger came out, I didn't see it. Same. It might have just so, been the so angle of the So either he drained photo. it after the fact. I don't know. Either way, listen, I have heard that there is swelling around your nipples when you're taking a lot of <clears throat> performance enhancement supplements. Yeah, yeah, like the breast tissue gets uh, enlarged. Yeah, it's... I, again, I don't want to be the boy who cried wolf here, but when there are so many people crying wolf on this guy, it's kind of hard not to think his back knee is like worse than EC3s, for God's sakes, and his nipples look like they're ready to burst. It's been a, it's a bit over a year since he, he went under this body transformation, and like he keeps saying, oh, it's like dieting and exercising. Dude, you do not get jacked and that build that fucking fast, because... I think last year, it was like before the Rumble, and like he looked like normal Jinder Mahal, and then like once like he started wrestling, you could see a bunch of veins in his arms, he looked like a fucking Batista. I'm like, dude, how do you do this? How did you do this? 
And then when he held the WWE title, the speculation was like, oh, he's fit. he's going to fail wellness test soon. Just wa- just wait for it. WWE's going to get fucking creamed for this shit. Did they ever? And I just look, and I just look at the photo, and my logic is, okay, if he had the bump before he went out, why didn't anybody in Gorilla look at him and be like, oh, he looks normal? And, just, and nobody said, oh, wait, what the fuck is that on your tip? Get over here. There's no way he went through Gorilla looking like that. There's no way. Either this this bump was growing in the match itself. I don't know. But the fact me is is I don't know. It's still it's still there. But uh, do you know any thirty three year old men that have back me like this? I've never. I know people who lift a lot. Like I know some. I know some active people work work constant people who constantly work out. I know a couple power lifters. I have never seen anybody with like I have never seen anybody with like this level of just body like these little body quirks, like the nipples, the back knee, all these things. Like I mentioned EC3, but even then EC3's nipples didn't look like fucking rocket launchers ready to just start yeah, but I look at EC3 and he looks clean as all hell. With Jinder Mahal, it's more of what the fuck is happening to this guy? Is he like, like transforming in front of us? Is he an alien? Like, what the fuck is this shit? I, it's now now it, the photo can be fake. I'll give, I'll say this: the photo can be fake, but with the recent, uh, with the amount of months this guy's been on TV. I kind of believe this photo is real. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it either. The guy is—he's on roids. I'm just gonna say it. The dude is juiced to the gills. It's kind yeah, it could, of. It could be roids. It could be HGH. Well, probably that's why he's not failing any tests because HGH doesn't uh, get noticed on the uh, pissing tests. The dude could be eating specially imported monkey testicles that give you muscle. <laughs> You laugh. You laugh. I've heard some <laughs> fucked up could, stories it about... Could be tr- it could be true. I've heard some stories of people, like, in the Olympics, taking, like, some really fucked up shit to increase themselves without failing a drug test. Just, in the Olympics? Yeah, in the Olympics and other cool. such athletic competitions, like, people taking these rather bizarre, off-the-grid type supplements to, like, break even, like, in terms of their muscle mass. Like, it's... It's uh, ooh, it's a lot of different stuff, man. But yeah, Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal. Why are you still here? All I want for Christmas is no more of you. Yeah, thank God he didn't win the WWE title. Speaking of, uh, we should probably mention it very briefly. What did you think of Clash of Champions? Quite honestly, It, it just felt like another pay per view. It felt like a normal pay-per-view that was only like a speed, like a roadblock into um, the Royal Rumble, which we are now finally, we are finally on the road to WrestleMania and we start the Rumble. And thank God this week they've actually promoted stuff for the Rumble, which we'll get into uh, when we talk about Raw and SmackDown. But um, as far as Clash of Champions go, the best match on the show was the Fatal Fruitway, even though... A lot of people claim, like we're saying, that the match was bullshit. It's like with the all. F- now I'll say this: the all four men of each team 
being in the ring at the same time was kind of stupid, but it still was entertaining. And it got Rusev over. It got Chad Gable like, the exposure he needed. And it actually worked out. Uh, Rusev was the MVP of the whole fucking night because he got the loudest reaction and he got the biggest pop on Tuesday as well. This Rusev Day gimmick is working. Wonders! Holy... It's insane how over this this whole this whole Rusev Day thing is. Didn't we, didn't we think it was going to be like a one-off thing? You are just going to forget about it? No, man. Like, this is... It kind of exploded. It's, it, it's kind of insane just how... This has snowballed into something much bigger. It's giving Aiden English something to do, which I'm happy about. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. This is saving Aiden's uh, WWE run. I'll Career. say that much. But as uh, Clash of Champions, uh, I think the, the women's match, like I said on the Facebook Live, had the worst match on the show. Uh, and apparently Natalia is teasing retirement. But... Now with the announcement of the fucking, we'll get, we'll get into the announcement. I really doubt it's not happening. But uh, your thoughts on the pay per view? Um, from what you saw, the the best matches of the night were the Triple Threat United States Title match and the four way tag team title match. Like you said, oh, with- oh, 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 when we get into uh, SmackDown uh, thoughts. I'm going to rant about what they did with the U.S. championship, but we'll get into that. We will cross, as I say, we will cross that bridge when we come uh, to you, you didn't see the Mojo Zack Ryder match, right? I we did not. I was still at work when that happened, kid. I heard it wasn't, Listen, I heard it wasn't terrible. It was good. Ben, I, I advise you to watch it because as much as you don't like Mojo as a babyface, as a heel, I think you can like it. Because he's doing the stuff that you hate the most. It's him being a sarcastic jockass. He's playing like he's he's a, he's using like football mentality in the wrestling match, which works. Like when he's beating up Zack Ryder, he's like, "Come on, man, where's your aggression? Where's you need to get in the zone?" As he's kicking the shit out of Zack Ryder, it works. He needs he definitely needs new music, and he needs to stop wearing the hyped gear and get uh, new gear. But all in all, that that's really it for Clash of Champions. But now that we've gotten through that, let's get into the big two this week. Let's get into Raw and SmackDown Live. First of all, Raw, let's get into the biggest story coming out of it. Not only yes. do we have the main event for the Rumble set, it's going to be Kane versus Braun Strowman versus Barack Lesnar. We thought that was going to be the biggest news coming out of Raw. We were wrong. It was announced by the Queen Bee herself, Stephanie McMahon. Sorry about that phone call. It was announced by Stephanie McMahon that there will be, for the first time ever, a female Royal Rumble match. So I... those rumors a couple weeks ago were true. So many conflicting thoughts... Now, are we, now, okay, before we get into it, are, we, are you excited for the potential, well, looking forward to seeing a women's Royal Rumble match? Uh, honestly? As a fan. Not really. And I'm going to tell you why. I was excited for, I was excited for the female Hell in a Cell match, and that disappointed. I was excited for the female Money in the Bank match, and that disappointed. 
and I want to be excited for this, but I know not to get my hopes too high for Cause all gonna, of Because the, they're going to find a way to fuck this up. They're going to find a way. The, the thing that I've heard, my biggest rumor is, the biggest rumor is that this is uh, for Ronda Rousey to debut in WWE. And if they're mm. doing this for the sole purpose of just getting her over... They're over, doing it over the people that have been in the, in the roster for about a year and a half, and even longer. Yeah, and even then, do they have thirty women for this? Okay, I don't think it's going to be thirty. I'm at least saying twenty. They haven't exactly made that clear yet, but like they've gotten okay. into this trap where, yeah. like, if like, oh, <laughs> there's thirty, not thirty people, and it's not a real Royal Rumble match, and it's like. I mean, I mean, I'm conflicted about it, man. I'm really conflicted about it because I heard from a friend of mine an interesting point that WWE rings are significantly bigger than a lot of other rings in the wrestling world, especially the ropes are much higher. It's easy for uh, over-the-top rope eliminations when you're like a, a six-foot, nearly seven-foot something dude, but a lot of these girls, no, no shit-talking them here, they're very small. They're very kind of slimly built women. Alexa Bliss height. Like, they're all kind of Alexa Bliss height. Sometimes you get, like, a genuinely taller wrestler. Like, you get, like, a like Alicia Nia Fox, Jax, Alicia, like a Fox. Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, Charlotte's pretty tall. But, like, you, know, you get a lot of Oscars, Alexa Bliss's girls that are kind of small in stature. And, like, these girls might have to wear, like, lifts in their boots or something just to, like... <laughs> they're about, them. like, what, 5'8", you would say? Yeah, around 5'8". Like, it's going to be tough for, like, concise, quick, over-the-top rope eliminations when, like, you're just at the same height as the rope. It's a little... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the same mindset as you. I feel like the last two times they, they, they wanted to express the women's revolution. We're actually going to be doing something fantastic. The last two times, what did you say, Hell in a Cell and Money in the Bank kind of were failures. Mm-hmm. And they fa- always found a way to uh, fuck this up. But there's so many uh, things that went on during this one segment that annoyed me. One, you have Stephanie McMahon make the announcement, like Mother Hen and all her little chicks are in the ring being, oh, yay, Stephanie, we look up to you. I want to fucking suck you. Like, God damn it, I love you. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> Get your minds out of the gutter, Ben. Uh, <laughs> God, wow, so, Paul Levesque, I didn't think you swung like that. So you have all the women standing there and Stephanie's being like, all of you are empowering. You're going to make history. And like, even Tyler said, it's like, even you said this on Twitter, stop focusing on making history and just let them do what they do. So yeah. that's one. I tweeted this out. I tweeted out on my, uh, at Falvo Benjamin on Twitter. You can follow me there. I tweeted out something like, once again, WWE pushing the concept of the women's revolution and not one not one sole woman like the, the best per the one person who's benefited the two people who have benefited the most from the women's revolution have been charlotte and alexa bliss hasn't been bailey i'll sure i assure you it hasn't been bailey sasha banks is in a rut Nia Jax is just being isn't being pushed as the killer she should be like becky lynch is in fucking purgatory it's I want to be excited for this. I really do. But, like, they're doing that thing again where this feels more like a cleverly disguised marketing ploy as opposed to just 
uh, as opposed to just, yeah, we're doing this just because we have some really talented people here. Right. Like, I also, I want to mention the other things that were annoying me during this whole thing. So they have all the women on the Raw roster are standing there. Faces and heels uh, standing there about to sing Kumbaya. They're about to sing fucking Kumbaya. Now, for the past couple of weeks, what's been the storyline on Raw? They all fucking hate each other. Paige, Mandy, and Sonya have been coming out and killing all the Raw women. That's fine. Now, last week, they had all the Raw women retaliate and beat them up. This week, they're standing shoulder to shoulder with them, listening to Mother Hen. Like... Can you just not set this up a little better? Then also, you have Alexa Bliss, who is the Raw Women's Champion, by the way, who hasn't wrestled in over a month. She hasn't been on the show. She wasn't out there with her title. She stood out there and basically implied she's in the match. But when you watch SmackDown the next day, it's said to us that the champions are not in the match. And the winner of this Women's Royal Rumble goes to Mania and faces the brand's champion. That's, like, they missed out. They missed so many details when they announced the Women's Rumble that people left confused. This feels very last minute to me. Yeah, it is. But, so, so the Women's Rumble is going to be exactly like the men's. I don't think there's going to be 30. I think there's going to be 20. Because I think, like you said before, Ronda Rousey, I think the iconic duo are going to be showing up, and I think Nikki Bella makes her return. Yeah, like... Because so, you have 20 spots to fill. And, they, and they're specifically saying Raw and SmackDown. They're saying that NXT uh, allowed people in there. You can I fill. Think- if they have to, they can use. This is kind of, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I mentioned this being last minute. But, honestly, I might contradict myself with this one. How much you want to bet that the whole reason they did the Mae Young Classic was just so they could have enough women for this match? The thing is, once they come out, are people going to know who the fuck slash care who they are? That's the problem, in my opinion. Like, are people going to know? Because I don't think a lot of people watch the Mae Young Classic. That We mentioned that a few months ago when we were reviewing it. We were very underwhelmed by that. Like, really, the sole purpose of that tournament was to get over like two people Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler right I assume they're gonna be in there for sure but like yeah if, if they're gonna set up a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match at Mania I guess this is where you start it I assume this, but then again this, you're just this, using this the rumble where, this is where you tease it you're getting you're using the rumble to get over one storyline which should that's, not be the case the, that, the great thing I always a, love about the great thing about the Royal Rumble is seeing all these little storylines going on throughout it. Like, the, if, if the Royal Rumble is telling one story the entire time, that's not a good thing. Right. So, so we have that announcement. Uh, I also want to go back. Um, do we have any final thoughts on the Women's Royal Rumble match? Well, I guess we'll have to I'm caught, wait for I'm, the next couple of weeks to see I, who else is in it. I don't want to be cynical. I really don't. But this is a potentially format-breaking show because how are you going to manage a, sh- a Royal Rumble show when you have to have two Royal Rumble matches in uh, it? I was I was already thinking about this. I think the women are going to open the show with their Rumble match, and then you're going to end it with the men Royal Rumble. Oh, I don't know about that. They might they might end it with the women. We don't know. Dude, the the thirty man Royal Rumble is always the main event. 
I think this year they're not going to jeopardize that because if they're going to set up the whatever they're going to set up for Mania for for the women, don't end the show with that, especially in Philly. End it on the men and leave on a high note. Uh, for uh, Ben also mentioned at the Rumble, we are actually going to get Brock, Braun, and. Kane. I'll let you take this one. I know you have a lot to say. <laughs> for, for the... Just the idea. That... Okay. We're going to go into WWE in 2018 thinking, oh, everything's going to be different. It's going to be much better than the last year. What do they do? Kane. In main events. Fighting for the championship. This is leading me to believe that I think Kane might be retiring soon, and this is his big final hurrah. I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking wins the thing. <laughs> Just as a gigantic fuck you to whole milk bike. I, okay, Kane is only in this so Braun doesn't get a pin. Yeah. That's the only reason. This doesn't help Braun. It only helps Brock. For what they're going to do in Mania, and if you're living under a goddamn rock, it's Brock and Roman at Mania. Get used to it, because that's where we're going. Unless Vince has a fucking boner for somebody else, <laughs> it's going to be Brock and Roman. Other things to take away from... Where was Roman Reigns on Raw this week? I was about to ask. I th- what? Where was he? Was he just not... I mean, like, I'm still kind of 50-50 on Roman. I'm liking him more, and I'm, I'm actively looking forward to seeing him every week. You're, you're pushing him like he's your top guy, but he was mysteriously absent this week. Like, there wasn't much to it, quite honestly. Where Was there a house show or, like, a signing or a talk show or something he had to go do? I think maybe. I, I don't know. Nobody's reporting anything. I guess they wanted to leave him off for this week and then have him on next week. But... It was weird. They never said anything. They never said, like, Roman Reigns is on vacation with his family right now or he's doing a press conference or some shit. He just wasn't there, and they never acknowledged it. Well, what they would okay, so what they were doing on Raw was the fact that they had Rollins and Joe. They advertised Rollins and Joe. I want to mention this because this annoyed me. So Rollins and Joe was scheduled for the show. Then Jason Jordan, everybody's favorite, comes out, cuts another bad promo. Then we have Rollins and Jordan fighting, and the winner faces Joe. They have a really good match. I'll give them this. Rollins wins. Joe and the bar attack. And then immediately, the next segment, Jason Jordan, Rollins, and Ambrose are in the backstage, and Angle says, okay, I'm going to make a six-man tag now. It's going to be Jason Jordan, my son, with Rollins and Ambrose versus Joe and the bar. You just negated the step you made ten minutes ago. Stupid. Uh, yeah. Cedric Alexander beat Drew Gulak in another great cruiserweight match. Now, I believe this is going to be for the Rumble. It's going to be Cedric versus Enzo. And Gulak looked like he got the shit kicked out of him when he got into the back. Oh, God, this is hilarious. <laughs> My God. And, White, the whitest man on the, w, the WWE at the moment. It's kind of Drew Gulak, man. What a fucking what a what a, what a diamond in the rough that guy. Oh god! So I'm happy for Cedric. He's finally getting something. Uh, I agree with Brian. Still, I agree with Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret on this one. He has by far the most boring music in all of WWE. 
Who does? Cedric Alexander. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, even, uh, even Jason uh, Jordan has a better theme than he does, and that's pathetic. Oh, my God. One of the things to take away from Monday Night Raw is... Uh, Elias Sampson got mysteriously placed like, in the middle or towards the end of the show. And Vince, everybody's like, starting to point this out. He does look like Randy Savage. Vin, Vince likes him, honestly. Why do you think he's still on Raw every week? Vince genuinely likes the guy. I do, too. It's funny. We hated NXT Elias, but Raw Elias? It's freaking great. No, trust me, any aspiring wrestlers out there who, by some miracle, make it to WWE someday, don't be afraid to tell Vince McMahon about your secret hidden talent of tying your shoelaces with your teeth or something, or, like, being able to eat a hundred marshmallows in a minute. Like, he'll turn it into a gimmick. Yeah, he'll put a spotlight spotlight on you in the middle of the ring and tell you, do it. Do it. So, oh, here we go. No, uh... It's funny how this is being like the last thing we bring up on Monday Night Raw. So Finn Balor has a handicap match against Dallas and Axel. He wins it. Well, no, I don't think he won it. Did, was it like a DQ? No, they double teamed him and the ref DQ'd them. When then, so then we get the most anticlimactic debut of 2017. It's 2017. Hideo Itami, which I, we, we were supposed to think it is, but when he came out, it didn't look like him. <laughs> Poor Kenta, man. He looks so sad and so out of shape. Thank you. He had a, he had a gun on him. It looked like he didn't even work the NXT house shows. It looked like he just was sitting on his couch and then Vince was like, you're coming to Raw. And he was like, oh, okay. So he goes he looks and he so looks so like depressed this. that he, he missed out on NXT's best years. He got dealt a really bad hand. And we know he like, was supposed to win the NXT title in Japan, right? At I'm, the Beast and the East show? I'm aware. I've heard such things. But then he got hurt. And, well, his loss is Finn Balor's gain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And also, when him and Balor were standing next to each other, Balor looked much bigger than him. Yeah. I thought I thought they were the same height. I yep. think more Balor's like more defined and built. Yep. And when you look at Hideo, it's just like, oh. Doesn't look I good. feel so. Uh, it was the most, uh, the best meme I saw all day. Someone took a Simpson, a scene from The Simpsons with Frank Grimes, and he said, "Smithers, get me this Nakamura. I want to make him my vice president." All right, sir. But in the meantime, I have uh, Shadeo Atami here. Huh? Oh, I just put him on two hundred five live. Now get me this Nakamura. I want to make him my vice president. <laughs> it's kind of true. Did, did you did you see his debut on two hundred five live? No, fuck no, I don't watch 205 Live anymore, because I have a life. Good answer, buddy, good answer. If uh, Neville no, I, if I, Neville comes back, I will watch 205 Live again, but until that day, no thank you. I need to I need to look it up, because I need to see what they did with them on 205. By the way, this is the only time I'll be watching, people. Don't get your hopes up that we're reviewing 205 Live, because we're not. Yeah. So, so Raw, would, would you say Raw was a good show this week? Raw was okay, in my opinion. Both shows were okay, but honestly, let's get on to SmackDown Live because there's a little bit to talk about. There's a fair amount to talk about here. First of all, the weirdest... Where do you want to start, buddy? I want to start with Ziggler because that's what's bugging me the most. So for those who don't know, 
almost really out of nowhere, Dolph Ziggler wins the United States title at the Clash of Champions to everyone's shock, shows up on SmackDown in a suit, and he proceeds to give this big promo about how I've been looked, I have been underestimated my entire career despite doing so many amazing things, and he shows archival footage of all the times he's won titles. He showed footage from Capital Punishment, for God's sake. All his U.S. championship wins, his Intercontinental, and even the big one, him cashing in after WrestleMania 29. They even name-dropped Alberto Del, Del Rio, which I thought they would, wouldn't do. I guess they had no choice but to show it. But Yeah, they can't put like a black line over him and just be like, nope. Nope. He beat nobody. He beat he a broom. Just got the title. He beat Stevie Richards. But, um, so... I'll say this. Ziggler came out. He looked the part. He had the suit on. He had the hair tied back. He looked like a cocky-ass son of a bitch. And then he just dropped the U.S. title on the floor. I've heard of some people and, dropping the and, belt, but this is just and ridiculous. And walked away. So did he vacate the belt? Is this his retirement? I am so confused and intrigued right now. I am... I'm not intrigued because this is, this is retarded. I actually think what? it's kind of an interesting move. Why do you not like it? I don't like it because I can't get behind the Ziggler character anymore. I think that's I kind of I, what... I, I, I was going into Clash of Champions wondering why the... He's only there to get the pin. He's only there to get to get beat again. Because the thing is, they've done so many things with Ziggler. They've started pushes and then ended the push so goddamn fast that it makes fans like me and other people... Uh, hard to get behind him. So on Tuesday, it's just another thing. It's like another thing. I don't even think they're going to follow this. They didn't do any segments after this. Then you're probably looking at this big, <coughs> excuse me, being like, what are you doing? Like, you're the champion. Like, they didn't do anything. They just let him walk out and then just went to the next thing. Honestly, yeah, it was really, it was a friggin', it was like a fever dream. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, was that supposed to happen? Did he do it? Like, I don't know. So at the moment, the U.S. title is vacated? I guess. I mean, tournament? Battle Royal? I don't know. I guess we'll have to tune. Guess that's the point. You got to tune in next week to find out. Oh, God. Uh, other th notes to take away from SmackDown. They had an in-ring segment to open the show with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. What did you think? What did you take? What did you take away from this? I am definitely well. They've basically assured us that Daniel Bryan has not turned heel. They've basically assured us of that. Secondly, right. the the big line for me that kind of I am now like ninety five percent sure that they're doing Shane and Daniel at WrestleMania with this one line. You're, he says, "You're saying I should have done what was right for SmackDown Live." What made financial sense? So what you're saying is I should have done what was right, what was best for business? That was the line that kind of sold it for me. This is the plot thickens it does. So I'm thinking the feud is going to start shifting away from Zayn and Owens to kind of Daniel and uh, Shane kind of infighting with each other. I think that's kind of where we're heading currently. Right, and I like the fact that nobody turns. It's just them being themselves. Shane was like he admitted, like he was his emotions did get over him at the pay per view, but he also like said, "Daniel, your emotions took over yourselves at the paper took over yourself at the pay per view as well." 
And Daniel's like, yes, but I like I'm I'm being a fair GM like you want me to be, and you're trying to get rid of two guys. So I'll say I think you're right. They are gonna go with uh, Daniel versus Shane, but we'll have to wait and see. Because also, what do you do with Owens and Zayn? Honestly, like on. if I had my way with it, if I had to give my, I would have them feud with the Usos going into Mania. Although that's kind of they're reserving the Bludgeon Brothers for that spot, but I think Owens and Zayn versus the Usos would be some amazing matches. Those matches would be amazing. I got a theory on the Owens and Zayn, but we'll get into that later on. Uh, other notes to take away from SmackDown. Not a uh, whole Charlotte. lot. Well, Sean did come out, kind of promo, basically saying, oh, we're going to have a women's Royal Rumble. Yay! Ruby Riot comes out. Yay! Naomi. Yay! I'm going to be the first person to enter the Royal Rumble. Yay! Fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just fuck off. <laughs> this. Now, Becky Lynch is returning, hopefully soon. Because there's only three baby faces and six heels on this SmackDown women's roster. It's, this is it's a problem. This is a problem. Yes, it is. Um, also, other news coming from SmackDown. Uh, they had a six-man tag: AJ, Randy, and Nakamura versus Zayn, Owens, and Mahal. Um, uh, right. Oh. And Basically, it was, this, it was the same six-man tag from Tribute to the Troops. And like I was saying before, I think what they're going to do with Owens and Zayn is one of them two, or even both, are going to face AJ for the title at the Rumble. Yeah, please don't be gender. Please don't be gender. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying either Owens or Zayn. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's, it's gonna be either like a triple threat, like like Daniel Bryan's gonna be like, like we could do what Raw can, we'll do a triple threat as well, and even better. Or it's like I think it maybe it's Owens and Styles, and Zayn is in the Rumble, and maybe he wins it, and Owens wins the title. Like there's so many options that they can go with, but as far as who won the week, I'm thinking it's a tie. <laughs> Both shows just did. Exactly the same, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, I would completely agree. Sorry to be kind of anticlimactic on this point, but uh, Raw and SmackDown were a little bit even this week. Like both were not bad shows. Some definitely impressive elements here and there, but honestly, uh, the, it's kind of that. It's 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 December. Honestly, people are still kind of getting ready for the holidays. Speaking of which, WWE is not really selling me on watching Monday Night Raw on Christmas. <laughs> Yes, you want to talk about this for a little bit? Then I think this is the considering there's actually going to be a Monday Night Raw on Christmas Day. This might be this is might be the story we end on for the night because this is like since this is our last episode before Christmas, this probably makes the most sense to talk about. But yeah, like I'm not. I typically like my Christmas like plans with my family tend to wrap up by like eight or nine o'clock so if i'm home i might tune in but people are out doing things people are out having dinner seeing movies doing stuff on christmas like i'm sure like there are some people who are probably going to have christmas parties or stuff but i don't see enough people pulling themselves away from 
this stuff to watch wrestling. I don't know. What about you? I'm still going to tune in no matter what. I just hate that it kind of sucks for the workers. They have to be like, oh, Merry Christmas, little Tommy or little Billy. And then they have to go straight to wherever the hell they have to go. It sucks for them because usually I think around this, like, I think they record an episode of Raw. Like, they're supposed to do it like, this week and then air it on Monday. But I think they just wanted to do it live for some weird reason. I don't know why. I don't know if that's a WWE call. I think it was. I think when that story broke, it was a USA call. Bingo. I think, I think USA said they wanted to show live, no edits, no uh, recording episodes. Just do it live. Bingo. If you have any Christmas parties this year, don't go getting as drunk as Just Incredible. I'll tell you one thing. Oh. <laughs> We have to end on a sad note now. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll end on a happier note. But briefly on that note, uh, if you don't know, Just Incredible showed up drunk as a skunk off his tits drunk at an indie show and tried to hijack it. He asked for a mic. They wouldn't give him one. And then on his own personal YouTube, he said, I'm sorry, I have problems, all this stuff. What did you think of that? Uh, it's a sad story. Uh, Just Incredible, former ECW champion and... Had a recent, had a, I was about to say recent run. He had a little run in the WWE, but um, I was re- I was actually reading up on this, on like him specifically. And WWE, you know how they pay for people to go to their rehabs, and and they, and they actually pay it out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was supposed to go, but he said that oh, like I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry. So WWE was like, all right, we're not gonna force you to go. And then this incident happened, and then. WWE looks stupid in that instance. Bingo. But I've heard the news that he is going to be working with DDP, the miracle worker, who's going to hopefully get him on the straight and narrow. So just incredible. Uh, good luck to you, sir. And here's hoping that you find the light at the end of the tunnel and that you that you find yourself in a much better state of being. So Yes. So, wow, this is... Oh my god, this was a weird, weird week for wrestling. But a lot of interesting stuff in the works. So guys, honestly, I don't think there's a lot more to say this week. Sorry it was a shorter episode this week. But like I said, it's the holidays. We're all very busy. But we did not want to forget about you guys. We wanted to make sure that we send you into the holidays with one more uh, GWP episode before we all basically take a vacation for the next few days. And I still got some shopping I got to get done. Hell, I got to be on a bus tonight to go see my mama in Philly, so... Mama Falbo, everybody. Mama Falbo. Yeah, Ndishi, I don't want to be late, because you don't want to cross Mama Falbo, let me tell you. Yeah, so before you get uh, ready to go, let's uh, do our plugs. Ben, where can they find us? Where can you find us, indeed? You can find us on the Twitters and the Facebooks at the the GAWP Show, and you can find us on Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Mike, where can they download this episode, as well as all of our past episodes? Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, and Podtastic. Don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel where we infrequently upload videos, prediction stuff, and all sorts of other storyline videos. Also, don't forget that we uh, are going to be having another pay-per-view title defense coming up very soon. The GAWP Championship is on the line at the Royal Rumble in a six-pack challenge. It'll be my good buddy and your begrudging roommate smiley defending the gawp heavyweight championship against me you ray raymundo matt the daddy coffler and deleted tyler oh my mistake the artist formerly known as deleted tyler now known as satanic tyler 
in a six-man de title defense where we each get a series of random, where we each get to pick our own number. We get random numbers from one to 30, and I believe Ray already has his, so it is, as the weeks go on, we'll have our numbers all picked out for us in the winner. Yes, the we'll winner. do a special uh, Facebook Live video. Uh, we'll do random drawings, and like, uh, like I said on our Twitter, I handpicked personally Ray's number because if you've been following the storyline, it's comeuppance for him. Um, also, to announce, we will be probably doing a special live stream for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Most likely. So if you're if you're a masochist like us and you're up at, uh, I don't know, 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning... We'll uh, be on Facebook like idiots. Join some, get some coffee, grab a Red Bull, get some pancakes and some cereal, and join the GAWP boys for a Wrestle Kingdom 12 video. So that'll be a lot yes. of fun. But guys... Also, also if you want to support us and... Show your support for the show. Go to tpublic.com slash G-A-W-P show. You can get the old logo, the new logo, and the uh, designs for me, Ben, Ray, and two Matt and Daddy Coffer t-shirts. Yeah, I don't know why he gets two, but as such is life. So, We're yeah. working on that. But yeah, guys, go and get your, what, instead of getting grandma like a framed picture of like her family or something this year, get her a whole milk Mike t-shirt. That'll. <laughs> I'll spit out my horn. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Mary oh, what'd, you get, what'd you get me Billy Happy Hanukkah the motherfucker fuck, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus Christ But still Drink your eggnog Enjoy the holidays with your friends and family Yeah guys from all of us to you Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Have a Happy Kwanzaa Happy Winter Solstice Happy Ramadan Happy all that stuff Guys this is, a, this is one of the best times of year. Make sure you get that special someone in your life, a little present, even somebody you hate. This is, time, this is the time of year for you to put that shit behind you and be good to your fellow man or woman. So guys, from all of us to you uh, here at the GWP, happy holidays. We'll see you soon. And once again, guys, I am Avenging Ben. And I'm Holbrook Mike. Don't forget to enjoy the holidays. Not kick your feet up, have a drink, and don't forget... Join the madness. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, indeed. Bang.